Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Well, welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. We had a week of wrestling this week. Yes, and did you know that last night... There was a show? Wait, wait. Last night is in Saturday night? Yeah. So it's, there was a, a pay-per-view, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, a premium live event? No. It's just, what? it's a show that just came out of nowhere. Nowhere. No yeah. announcements? No announcements. AEW, they, they have a new oh, show. AEW. Um, it's called Collision. Okay. Uh, and guess who the main event guy was? Um, John Cena. I mean, come on, let's be realistic here. Uh, all right. John Moxley. No, no. What? One chick magnet punk. Really? Yeah. Crying man child punk was there? Yeah. I had no idea he was still with the company. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know he was still a person. I, he disappeared last year. I thought maybe he'd been kidnapped or yeah. Right? I mean it was it was this was just it was a shock to the system. I was flipping channels and <laughs> wrestling. Wrestling. And you're positive it wasn't a replay from a Dynamite last no, year? No, 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 no. It was a brand new show. Huh. It would, I mean, they could have, like, they could have announced it. They could have talked about it at some point. Um, I, I, I guess I they, they wanted to, you know how you know how AEW is with their surprises. They're going to turn the lights off. They're going to bring them back up, and it's going to be some wrestler you've never heard of before. Yeah, and, unless you, know you follow, yeah, probably that's what, that's unless you follow Eastern Coast Championship Wrestling from 2018 and, and their yeah. debut. <laughs> that's probably what it is. Yeah. In case any of y'all were wondering, we were being horribly sarcastic there. Yeah. Uh, Collision did, the truth part of that, Collision did was last night. It mm-hmm. was the debut episode. CM Punk was on it and was in the main event. Yep. Um, he was also the opening promo. Uh, Which we'll then, talk about. <laughs> but as far as advertising it, um, every commercial break for the last several Dynamites and Rampages yeah. has had one if not two commercials for collision. Yeah, they, they were so. pushing this hard, which I get. Uh, it did become very annoying towards yes, the end of it. Very. And Tony trying to make things sound or act like a surprise. Right. Uh, with CM Punk. Come on. As soon as we started talking collision, before he announced, even announced that it was in Chicago, Everybody knew CM Punk was coming back. Everybody knew CM Punk was coming back on it, and it was going to be in Chicago. And it was going to be in Chicago. So he should have just made the announcement. And if you wanted surprise announcements, then you you announced that Okada is going to be there. Or, you know, something along those lines. So CM Punk ain't it. Right. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to add it to our lineup of of rundowns. And then I feel like a lot of today is going to be spent on collision and... A, a development in the bloodline. Yeah. So, yeah. but what are we drinking? So this week, uh, thanks to some friends of the show and coworkers of my wife who found out about what happened to uh, my liquor cabinet. Man, that's amazing. Uh, they were People kind helping. They were kind enough to uh, supply us with some more whiskeys and gins and, and other things. The community's helping. Nature yeah. is healing. Right. And, <laughs> and so they, they gave us a, 
you know, a box of, of different stuff. And so I grabbed one of the bottles out of there this week. One, one I'm pretty sure we haven't had before. I don't remember this one at all. Uh, this is Oak and Eden finished whiskey. This is the uh, Bourbon Inspire um, version of what they have. It is uh, 90 proof, so 45% alcohol by volume. And what they do is... They put a cigar in it is what it looks like. Well, it's like. what it looks like. But what it is, it's actually like a spiral cut piece of toasted oak. Um, it so, is a, this is a very dark whiskey. Yeah, it is very... Sorry, let me get back on mic. It is very dark and almost red when you're looking yeah. at it. It looks very syrupy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a nice scent to it. I do like the smell yeah. a lot. Yeah, you know, it's got a nice nose. Um, so what do you say we uh, we give this a try? Cheers. Cheers. I do like the flavor, but it is really, it's really hot. It is. Um, which is weird because it's, it's 90 proof, right? So, yeah. like this feels, this feels like it has more of a burn than like the old soul that's at 110 or yeah. a couple of the other like really high proof ones that we've had. It It's... Um, it's good. I like the flavor. I do like the flavor, it's but it's very rough though. It is. Yeah. It is not smooth. This is not a smooth whiskey. This is not a. This is not something you could just sit and sip on. Yeah. Um, like we we've had some some strong whiskeys. Yeah. This one's got my eyes watering. Like, like and the thing is, this one's really no stronger than. Several of the whiskeys that we've done, because yeah, a lot of yeah. our whiskeys tend to be in that ninety proof range. Yeah, especially a lot of the bourbons. Yeah, bourbons a lot of tend the bourbons to be in that to be around proof. there. And but this is just—I don't know if it's the 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 spiral, the toasted spiral oak that's in the bottle that just adds that little extra that adds something. that extra to it. But it's got a this has a kick, yeah, uh, to it completely. It's good. Like we said, it is good. I drink this again. Um. But yeah, I guess I feel, I, like, we, I feel like this would be really good in an old fashioned. Yeah, I can see that. Because the the simple syrup, adding a little sweetness back to it would uh, would really, I think, cut down on that rough edge. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that would make a really good. Plus, I think the ar- the sweetness from the orange would help too. Um. I think it would make a really good old-fashioned. Yeah. Well, uh, a big shout-out to my wife's coworkers and my friends, Michelle, Tim, and Aaron, for for supplying us with more whiskey. And if you would like to supply us with more whiskey, we will be happy to accept, because we always need more whiskey. Yes. <laughs> All right, should we talk about what happened this weekend wrestling? Yeah, let's jump into it. All right, so we have uh, some matches announced for uh, Money in the Bank coming up. We have Cody Rhodes versus Dominic Mysterio is officially set. Uh, We have Cody Rhodes defeating The Miz via pinfall. 
Uh, we get Becky Lynch defeating Chelsea Green via submission. We have a Money in the Bank qualifying match. Damian Priest defeating Matt Riddle via pinfall. Mm-hmm. We have Indus Sheer interviewed um, and offering Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin a real match. Bronson Reed defeats Ricochet via disqualification after interference by Shinsuke Nakamura. Shayna Baszler, I'm sorry? That's going to end up being a three-way. It's got to yeah, be. Yeah, it is. No. Uh, giggity. <laughs> uh, Shayna Baszler defeated Raquel Rodriguez via pinfall with a roll-up after Rousey distracted Rodriguez. Chad Gable defeats Eric via pinfall with a sunset flip. Uh, Valhalla attacked Maxine Dupree only for du- Dupree to hit an arm drag and uh, a move Gable was seen teaching Dupree earlier in the night. So, uh, we have the WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championship match Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defeating Imperium comprised of Gunther and Ludwig Kaiser via pinfall. So, yeah, that was... Uh, you know, pretty much what happened. Rhea Ripley got her new title. Yeah. Uh, because they they got rid of the Raw branded women's champion and the uh, the SmackDown branded women's championship. Just like they did with the the Universal and yeah the WWE title. They 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 just gave them. I I gotta say I'm I'm a fan of these new belts. Yeah. Uh, like the W could the W could always be smaller. But I understand what they're going for and oh. their branding and everything. But excuse me, these have a more classic feel. They to look them. like championship belts. They don't look like toys. Yes, the red and the blue and all that—that that looked like toys to me. Um, and which is, I think, part of what they were going for. But there you go. That was absolutely what they were going for. Oh. Um, they've also uh, teasing some issues. Between Damian Priest and Finn Balor. They've been doing that for two mm-hmm. weeks now. And really didn't have much progress on that point this week. Other than there was just some looks and stuff. But Finn Balor challenged Seth Rollins. Or Seth challenged I don't know exactly yeah. how it went down. I don't remember. Uh, but... To a match. To a match at Money in the Bank. So we're going to see Seth defend his title yep. against Finn Balor. Rematch from, I think, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and Finn has not gotten his title opportunity, as far as I can remember. Nope, yet. Uh, it's unfortunate that Finn's going to lose to Seth. Mm-hmm. But one of those uh, little funny pieces of weird wrestling trivia is Seth Rollins has been involved in three new title announcements matches. He was the inaugural NXT champion when they did that. Mm -hmm. He was in the match with Finn for the universal title that Finn won. And then he was in the match with AJ for the heavyweight, uh, which he, which Seth won. Yeah. Um, Moving over to dynamite. We kick off with orange cast. I mean, no, no, we don't. Nope. (laughs) It, It, it seems it has become a thing that Orange Cassidy kicks off Dynamite. However, the first match we had was MJF versus Adam Cole in a championship eliminator match. 30-minute time limit. Adam Cole has to beat MJF to get a, a future title shot. Um, decent match. 
gets down to the ver- to the wire. Uh, ref is counting three on Cole, and at two point yep. five, the bell rings. Ref is counting three. Cole has yeah, Cole uh, has MJF Cole has pinned. MJF pinned. Um, two point five, bell rings. Everybody's like, "What? What the heck's a bell?" Oh, it's a the time limit draw. Yes, because they announced the time limit draw at the beginning and then did not bring it up again. They never brought it up. Usually, when usually in matches where there's going to be a time limit, they usually mention it a couple times. They didn't mention it at all here. Uh, there were some shenanigans. Uh, there was an attempted Eddie Guerrero spot with the chair. No, with, the belt. This was with a belt, but he used the chair most of the time with it. Um, there was a ref bump. There was a ridiculously slow count. So, yeah. Overall, was, though, the match uh, wasn't bad. There was a ref turning around and intercepting MJF trying to hit yeah. Cole with the, the ring. Yep. I actually love... I thought the, that was cool. I, I, and that's not the first time they've done it, so they they yeah. were actually doing some it's stuff like, there. It's like the refs are paying attention to MJF a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Sammy comes out and cuts a promo. Darby Allen comes in and kind of interrupts it. Uh, at which point Jericho comes down. This sets up a match for next week, which is going to be Jericho and Guevara versus uh, Darby and Sting. I think you mean was, uh, Darby and Sting versus Les Sex Gods? Yeah. Because there was a Jericho basically berated Sammy for not listening to him. Sammy told him, you know, I'm an old man, blah, 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 blah. There we go. Um, then we had our six man match, or I'm sorry, eight man match. This is where Orange Cassidy gets involved because we have uh, Darby, Sting, Cassidy, and Keith Lee versus the Mogul Embassy. So Gates of Pain, Swerve, and Brian Cage. Um, Knew this one wasn't going to go well for the heels because we had a full commercial, not a picture-in-picture, picture, and they were introduced during the full commercial. <laughs> uh, Sting and Darby were already in the ring from the previous segment. Keith Lee, the, we come back to Ram, to uh, Dynamite as the end of Keith Lee's music is playing, and he walks down to the ring, uh, and then Orange Cassidy gets his full entrance, obviously. Had a TNT title uh, match. Wardlow versus Jake Hager. Wardlow wins. Um, And no one cares. Backstage segment, Arn Anderson got beat up. So, again, no one cares. Sky Blue versus Tony Storm for the women's title. Storm wins, but Sky Blue got a lot of good offense here. And then we had Blackpool Combat Club versus the Hung Bucks. So that's Hangman and and the Bucks. We're the elite win. After that, you have a huge scrum because, I mean, it's AEW, so why why not? Uh, Eddie Kingston comes down to to kind of sort of make a save. Then Takeshita comes down and, and attacks people. And then Will Ospreay comes down at the very end and attacks Kenny because they got a match at Forbidden Door coming up next weekend. Yeah. And that was Dynamite. So SmackDown was a show that happened. Uh, let's yeah. let's kind of go through what happened. Uh, so Pretty Deadly wins a tag team gauntlet. Zelina Vega defeated Io Sky, and Karrion Cross 
and Scarlet defeated AJ Styles and Michin. Um, there was also a lot of backstage and kind of promo segments in this show. Uh, but yeah, the, the Santos Escobar defeated LA Knight. Um, and then the big news coming out is the bloodline. Yeah. So Jay had to make his choice this week. Either he was going to stay in the bloodline and fall in like he always does, according to Roman, or who was going to leave. Well, Jay said that he was in, but his condition was only if Paul Heyman wasn't. And that was last week. Yeah, that was last week. So this this week, week, here's the decision. Here's the decision. Jay leaves the bloodline Mm -hmm. and leaves by super kicking Roman in the face. I watched this clip on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, Roman tells Jay, uh, when you're the head of the table, which is what I'm trying to make you, so that when I'm gone, you can take over, mm-hmm. you can have your own wise man. But as long as I'm the head of the table, my wise man stays. Yeah. And Jay says, cool. I'm out. Uh, yep. Click. Boom. Super Boom. kicks him. And then, then Jimmy and Jay... Solo goes to attack Jay, yeah. and Jimmy and Jay super kick Solo. Super kick Solo, and then they both super kick Roman again. Yep. Uh, great segment. Yeah. Great segment. This We've been hot and cold on the bloodline, and when they've gotten the bloodline right, yep, it I, is the best storyline in wrestling. But I will say one more time, the belt has nothing to do with this. No. They, they could have let Cody take the belt, and the story could have continued – Exactly how it has with no reason no at all, you know, yeah. but yeah, they're getting it right at money in the bank. It's going to be a bloodline civil war. Yeah. The Usos versus Roman and uh, Solo. Solo. And I kind of hope Solo turns on Roman here. I think that would be fantastic. I think just a, just a shot of Rikishi. Yeah. Knocking on a door somewhere and, yep. and walking in like, you know, dad coming in and saying, listen here, son. Slapping everybody in the head, basically. <laughs> um, so we move on to Rampage. We kicked off with uh, United Empire, uh, Jeff Cobb, Kyle Fletcher, and Will Ospreay versus Chaos's Chuck Taylor, Rocky Romero, and Trent Beretta. Uh, UE wins. Taya Valkyrie versus Trish uh, Adora. Adora. That can tell you exactly who wins there. Uh, Taya wins. Uh, Lexi Nair has a backstage interview with the Hardys uh, and Ethan Page. Then we had our uh, our, our event, <laughs> as it were. Uh, Aubrey Edwards, Mark Briscoe, and Papa Briscoe versus Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, and Karen Jarrett. We're... Matches nobody has ever asked for. Aubrey... Made Karen tap out with the figure four. That's how that match ended. So, at least one match in the history of wrestling has now been won with the figure four leg lock. I I think that that (laughs) deserves a standing ovation. It almost does. Almost. Except it was a referee doing it to a valet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ty Valkyrie should have been the ankle lock. Should have (laughs) been. Zaya Valkyrie cuts a backstage promo, calls out Chris Statlander. Chris says, uh, absolutely. 
let's do this. So they're going to have a match on uh, Wednesday. And then the main event was uh, Takeshita versus Bandito, where, of course, Takeshita wins. So, now, let's talk about this brand new show. We're going to move into the actual, like, our show here. Because as I go through this, I since it's a brand new show, I kind of want to go through it as, it, as it were. So, the crying man-child starts the show, right? Yeah, we kick off. They show the inside of the ring. Uh, apparently, JR fell. Uh, earlier in the day, had a major had a black massive eye. black eye. He tweeted this morning, uh, "Hey everybody, sorry for my call last night. I'm gonna take some time off to heal. Uh, love you." Uh, so Jr. may be off TV and and commenting for a while. Don't know. Cult of personality starts. The crowd popped. We're in Chicago, right? But honestly. It was not that big of a pop. There, there was definitely more positive than negative. We knew that was going to happen. Yeah. But it was not a big pop. Not, C- not for CM Punk in Chicago. Let's put it that way. Now that we've seen this, without a doubt, CM Punk has ruined his legacy. Yeah. Because without a doubt. In the past, like... Let's go back a couple years, right? When CM Punk made his re-debut in Chicago. The roof nearly blew off yeah. the building. Hey, remember, still to to just over, you know, just about a year or so ago, you would still get CM Punk chants. No matter mm-hmm. what promo was in Chicago, they were yeah. chanting for CM Punk. It's just there were there were audible boos. It wasn't super loud, but there were audible boos. So Punk starts his, his uh, he comes down with wrestling shoes around his neck and a, and a red bag. Then he starts his promo and he talks about how uh, that he's done being nice. He's been gone for 10 months. He, you know, he's, his arm uh, has been rehab, you know, that his, uh, his tendon was torn off the bone. Right. Talks about it being business, a business for grown-ups. This isn't popularity. So he's immediately going in on the Bucks and Kenny again. The same shit that he was doing at the brawl out, you know, the whole, I work with children, they're not fit to manage a target, yada, yada, yada. Um, he's, He oversays like half a dozen times in here, tell me when I'm telling lies, Right. Because he starts going on about, you know, how he's a, a, a legacy, that he is he is wrestling, all this kind of stuff. He points out some signs in the, the audience that are saying, you know, welcome back CM Punk and all that kind of stuff. Then he then he cuts, he, he cribs a line from John Cena, basically, boo me or cheer me, uh, hate me or love me, I'm still here, right? He points out some signs in the audience. At the end, then he says, and this is the one that uh, that wrestling media has really picked up. Uh, David Zaslav, which is the the CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery, calls me one Bill Phil. You can call me whenever you want. I'm the one true genuine article in a business full of counterfeit bucks. The king is back, baby. Uh, 
that felt wrong to me. Like, okay, if you're not in the know, if you're not a wrestling, you know, if you haven't been paying attention, it's just a it's a throwaway line. If you're at all in on AEW, you've watched. See what it's in there? All in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you uh, if you watched the show, if you followed any of the news around it, you know exactly what that was. Um, then he ends it up by holding up the red bag and saying, as far as I'm concerned, I'm still the champ. No one ever beat me for this. A red bag. So the, the assumption is the belt, his belt that he didn't lose, you know, you know, cause he got stripped Yeah, is in the bag. He should have pulled the belt out, mm-hmm. but instead he's holding up the, the hobo bindle. Uh, and says, until somebody beats me for this, I'm still the champ. And he rolls out and leaves. Uh, oh, he also makes a comment about the shoes around his neck, saying, some of you probably want me to put these in the ring, but until anybody can step up and fill my legacy, uh, I can't. Um, Brian Danielson, John Moxley. Uh, right. Orange Cassidy. Uh, you know, let's, let's go. more. MJF, Kenny Omega, either of the Bucks. Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, uh, uh, Jungle Boy, J- Jungle Boy. Hook. You know, uh, even War- I'll even throw Wardlow, even though he's been horribly mishandled. Possibly I'll Wardlow. throw Wardlow out yeah. there. Um, Seth Rollins. Uh, you know, we'll go to, yeah. let's go to WWE. Seth, Seth Rollins, Rollins, any of the Usos. Um, and that includes Solo. Uh, <laughs> like, right. Look. Look. I have no desire to see CM Punk. Mm-mm. I don't see him. To me, CM Punk has ruined his legacy. Now he he did an interview on ESPN, which apparently part of it had to be cut due to uh, him breaking NDA stuff. Um, where he kind of went in on Hangman again, saying that basically saying it's all Hangman's fault that any of this has happened. Um. That said, no, I, I don't follow that at all. If if what Hangman said, which was a throwaway line in a promo, really offended uh, Crybaby Phil. Crying man child. Crying I mean, man child. It works. It yeah. works. The professional, which he just referred to several times, the professional thing to do would have been to go to him backstage and say, hey, not cool with that promo. And And from everything I've heard about Hangman, Hangman's response would have been, my bad, man, I didn't mean to. And that would have been it. A lot of this goes back to Colt Cabana. Mm -hmm. And the perception, right or wrong, that CM CM Punk coming in, caused Colt to not be re-signed yep. by AEW. Right or wrong, I don't, I'm not in Tony's mind. Mm-hmm. I, so, and, and I'm not in Colt's contract negotiations. Right. But that was the perception from the Young Bucks. Everybody, pretty much. Yeah, well, everybody. But, um, you know, yep. that was the perception of the Young Bucks, of Kenny Omega, and of Hangman Adam Page. So Hangman makes the statement. I'm here CM to protect, Punk. I'm here to protect AEW from you. CM Punk 
gets his panties in a twist mm-hmm. and gets mad because he's getting called out for something that whether he actually did or not, I, I believe based on what I've seen, I believe CM Punk is petty enough to, in his contract with AEW, have stated, or in his negotiations, whether it's written down or not, I'm not working there if Colt Cabana's there. I don't know if he would have gone that far. I, I, I feel like I'm, maybe... I, I don't know if he did. I'm I, not saying he did, but I believe that he's petty enough to do that. I feel like maybe at that point, what we had was, was CM Punk saying something like, I will not work with him. Mm. Meaning... And I bet it's phrased that way, meaning oh, yeah. I don't want to have a, pro- a program with Colt at all. Um, and since there was no, like, roster split or anything like that, it kind of gets muddy, and I bet that got out, yeah. that wording, I will not work with him, and it got twisted to meaning if yeah. he's here, I won't be, as opposed to I just don't want to do a program with him, which is probably how it should have been written in the first place. This is speculation, obviously. Yeah, but like, I we, feel we're, like we weren't involved in this at all, so we right. don't really know. But I feel like that may be what, has, what started it. But it all goes back to, again, these are adults mm-hmm. who could sit down and hash this out like adults. I mean, look. And they look, didn't. The elite is not without blame here. No, they're not. But that said, I tend to be a little more on their side, which well, sucks and because I am... A much bigger CM Punk fan than I ever was a Kenny Omega or a Young Bucks fan. Oh, I definitely was a much bigger CM Punk it fan. Was yes, I, I, I'm not I, anymore. I don't feel I can be. I, you know, look, Punk and Colt were reportedly best friends. They had their they falling had issues, out yeah. over the lawsuit from Punk yeah. in WWE, and that's fine. You, I, I, I can't say that. Just because you and I are friends right now, that we have to remain friends for the rest of our lives. Things happen. People drift apart. That being said, when you're in a business such as professional wrestling or any business for that Mm -hmm. matter, even if you don't like somebody, you still should have the professionalism to work with them if that is the direction that the company goes. One positive that always seems to be said about Vincent Kennedy McMahon is that he won't at, at the time at least what's best for business mm-hmm. that he would work with anybody whether he personally hated their guts or not if he thought it would draw he would work with them yeah I mean look we can go and we can talk about stuff that has happened in WWE sure. that is of of the same, you know. Bret Hart came back. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Bret Hart I mean, leaving in the way that Bret left. You know, Bret didn't want to lose to Sean in Canada. Mm-hmm. He was willing to come back Monday the following night. Yeah. Vince didn't want to take that chance. Sure. Sure, whatever, that's fine. I don't care. I probably would have done something different than what Vince did. Bret came back and he brought Bret back. Yeah. Uh, so he brought Jeff Jarrett back. Yeah. And that he brought Hogan back. He brought Hogan back. You look at when he put Hogan and Sean in a match together, Sean mm-hmm. wanted nothing to do with Hogan as far as the way Hogan wanted the match to go. Right. Sean acted like a child. Yeah. Petulant child. Funny. 
Funny though. But he went out there and did it. He did the job. And that that was talked about here too. Even if Hangman had a problem with Punk, let's not forget Hangman still laid down for Punk yeah. so that he could win the title. Just say it. You know, and and you have CM Punk a year ago going out, sitting down with bottles of sparkling water and mm-hmm. bagels or whatever the hell muffins. it was. Muffins. Yep. Ten months ago. And shitting all over the AEW product. He apologized to Tony. He he did he did apologize to Tony for putting him in that position, which is fair. Um, he should have. That said, they, Tony they, should have fired. It still keeps talking about the fact that there has been no apology from either side, really, between him and Kenny and the Bucks. And, and according to all of the rumors, and remember, none of them have yeah. spoken about it. Kenny's Kenny's made the, a comment, and his uh, only comment has been, "It's okay." Yeah, but the only like we only have rumors as to what happened when the right. Bucks went into that dressing room, yeah. and all of that is and under an NDA. All of it's under an NDA, but the rumors are so take them for what they are. They are just rumors. The Bucks came in, and Punk started the fight swinging. Yep, there was no talk. There was no apology. Now, Punk. how did the Bucks come into the room? I, I don't, don't know. know. So. Punk but, said in his ESPN interview, um, he he actually he kind of owned up a little bit on the fact that how he acted at the media scrum he should not have done. He does say that he let his anger and the fact that he was mad, the fact that he was hurting because remember he just tore his you know tricep he, knew, he knew he knew he was out he knew he was out, so he says that he was tired. He was hurting, and he was angry, and he let that get the better of him. So he does say that. He does at least own that action. I could see, not excusing, but I could see if you have the Bucks come in, it has been said they didn't kick in the door, but I'm sure they came in hot. I'm sure they did. Um, If he was really that angry and that hurt, I could see that being the reaction is just, I don't have time to deal with this and just start throwing punches. Doesn't make it right. Not Mm -hmm. excusing the action at all. One thousand percent. But if that's what happened, I could see that being the, 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 at the time in his brain, this is the, this is the answer to this question, right? So, anyway, CM Punk's back. He gets out of the ring. He walks off. Now we have TNT Championship match. Wardlow versus Luchasaurus. I have never seen a crowd so dead. There was no cheering. There was no booing. There was a lot of people on their cell phones. Mm Mm-hmm. Wardlow goes up on the ring, uh, the the ring post to jump off on Luchasaurus. Christian hits him in the head. Wardlow falls off. Luchasaurus pins him one, two, three. Luchasaurus is now the TNT champion. 
Referee goes over, gets the belt, goes to hand it to Wardlow or to, to Luchasaurus. Christian Cage takes it from him, climbs the ring, uh, the turnbuckles, holds up the belt like he won. As Luchasaurus is getting up, Christian motions him over, and Christian gets on his shoulders like Jungle Boy and holds up the TNT title. Wardlow did not, I mean, not Wardlow, uh, Luchasaurus did not touch the belt at all in the ring yeah. after he won it. So I feel and this like this is his first singles title. It's his first singles title. Um, I feel like they're about to start telling a story here of maybe Christian deciding he's the champ. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're going to break this apart. I'm not sure. Either way, eh. I agree with the crowd on this match. The, the only way that this gets better is if you just have some interactions not in the ring. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see a match. I don't need to see anything. I need to see backstage segments where Jungle Boy walks around a corner and there's Luchasaurus. Yeah. And Jungle Boy just is like, what, what are you doing, dude? Right. Like, you, you are better than this. Why are you letting him treat you this way? The, the, I don't need to see them team back up. No. But Why are you doing this? You basically? know. The TNT title has no value now. Um, it feels like the U.S. title to me in WWE. There is no value to this title. No. Lexi Nair has a backstage interview with Powerhouse Hobbs and QT Marshall. Uh, Powerhouse is going to be in the Owen Hart tournament. That's basically what this is. We then had Buddy Murphy versus... Another returning star in Andrade El Idolo. Andrade wins. Pins Buddy Murphy. And then afterwards offers his hand to shake Buddy Murphy's hand. Lights go out. When they come back up, Brody King and Malachi are behind him. Brody King lays out Andrade. So, looks like Andrade's coming back as a face. Now, we're taking score at home. That's CM Punk, who is a backstage troublemaker on mm-hmm. Collision. Yes. That's Andrade, who's apparently a backstage troublemaker on Collision. During the, uh, like, all the insert and all that stuff, the, the opening, Thunder Rosa is, is displayed in that. So, from all accounts... She's a backstage troublemaker. Yep. We see a hype package for Scorpio Sky. I don't know if he's a troublemaker or not. We haven't seen him for a while. We ain't seen him in a long time. I think, wasn't he injured, though? Possibly. Uh, go to the ring after this hype program, and we have Tony Nese. He calls out. He... he Gets a couple of cheap pops from Chicago, you know, running down Chicago, saying New York pizza's better, that kind of thing. Um, Miro comes down. Also has a history of being a backstage troublemaker, apparently. Because mm-hmm. Miro, from all the, the, the press, has been good to go for the past four or five months and has completely shot down all creative. Well, Miro's back. Miro wins this match uh, between him and Nice. Next match is Willow Nightingale and Sky Blue versus Ruby Soho and Tony Storm. We're 
Sky pins Ruby. Hmm. So the winners are Sky Blue and Willow, which is pretty cool, I think. Yeah, that's good. Ricky Stark says that he's going to be in the Owen Hart Cup. Jeff Briscoe calls out, or uh, Jeff Jarrett calls out Mark Briscoe and challenges him to a concession stand brawl, which is a match that was created in Memphis 46 years ago. Uh, so that's coming. Uh, I think it's uh, either next week on Dynamite or next week on Collision. Collision. Uh, Tony Siobhan's in the ring. They do a, the acclaimed comes down. They do an interview and, and have the first official ever of all time four way scissor on collision. Uh, where Tony daddy ass and the acclaimed all scissor in the middle of the ring. Then our main event, CM Punk and FTR versus Jay White, Juice Robinson and Samoa Joe. We haven't seen Joe on AEW television for a while. We haven't. But Joe has been out. Yeah. Uh, He has been filming for Twisted Metal, where he is the body of Sweet Tooth. He's not the voice, but he is the body. I thought he was doing all of it. Uh -uh. He's just the body for Sweet Tooth. Um, So there is that. Very cool. The match was not bad. Could have been better. The FTR and CM Punk win. Thankfully, they kind of left CM Punk out of a lot of the match. Uh, he he did have... There was one space where he was getting beat down and he makes the hot tag. Um, he also gets the win. They uh, FTR comes in and hits the big rig on Juice. And then... As he bounces off of it, CM Punk picks him up, hits him with the go-to-sleep, and pins him. Um, so, yeah, that was Collision. How was the crowd reaction to Punk for the match? Moderate. Uh, there were there were quite a bit of, at least during the match, there were quite a bit of CM Punk chants. Uh, there was a lot of CMFTR chants. The win, like when he won... There was a pop, but it wasn't, like, anything impressive. I've heard bigger pops from Moxley in some random AEW arena. Again, guys, this is in Chicago. This is CM Punk coming back after being gone for 10 months in his hometown on a brand-new show. And this is, again, CM Punk in Chicago. Yeah. He should blow the roof off the building just by his fact that he's there. Yeah. The fact that he got audible boos in Chicago does not bode well for any town other than Chicago. There were signs in the audience. There was one that said CM Junk. Um, There were several, like, pro elite signs. Now, granted, there was an F the elite chant that was going on at one point, too. But... Just the fact that that arena was not 110% behind Punk should say something. It, it speaks volumes. Think of, think of Bret Hart in Canada, since we mentioned Bret earlier. Ric Flair in Charlotte. Ric Flair in Charlotte. It doesn't matter if they're heels or faces. 
Brett could be the biggest, nastiest heel at the time. And when he was in Canada, Brett got cheered. Mm-hmm. Period. This doesn't bode well. This doesn't look good. It's not a great look at all. And and um, keep in mind that as of the last time we looked, it's been a few days for me. Tickets aren't selling for Collision. Tickets aren't selling for Collision. They're they're just not. Uh, the Chicago show. I don't think it sold out, but it got close. Uh, but that also has to do with the fact that, I mean, yes, it is CM Punk's return and it is Chicago. The rest of the collision shows, though, there was a thing that came out, I think, last week mm-hmm. and said one of the shows had only sold 700 tickets. Now, granted, it's probably gone up since then, but, yeah, that's just not a good look. And And the thing is, it may sound like we're bagging on it, and we kind of are, but I want Collision to succeed. Yeah. AEW needs that extra two hours. This puts AEW on the same playing field as, as WWE now, right? Yeah. WWE's got a three-hour Raw, two-hour SmackDown, where uh, AEW has two-hour Dynamite, two-hour Collision, one-hour Rampage. Um, so they got the same amount of TV time now. If they do a roster split, I think that can only be beneficial for everybody. Right? You can have your dynamite people. You can have your collision people. Now, I think it's a bad idea to put all of the troublemakers, it seems like, on one show. Yep. Um, you know, it seems like uh, uh, alternative school, if you ask me. Well, and, and the question is, does Tony see collision long term? Or is this, yeah, a, is this a, I had to do this to get the deal with Warner Brothers re-upped? Like, I, I, I 100% feel like it's a good idea. You know, we have talked a lot about three hours for Raw is a long time. Yeah. So I'm glad they didn't go the route of, hey, we're going to give Dynamite an extra hour, so we're going to make it from 7 to 10, and we're going to give Rampage an extra hour and make it from 9 to 11. Central times, obviously, right? Um, I'm glad they didn't go that route. Yeah. I'm glad they made another show. Now, Saturday night at 7 o'clock is a very odd time for a show, if you ask me. Well, let me ask you this. Knowing who we are and all of that, if I text you and say, hey, do you want to meet up at the shop to play board games for a Saturday night? Or do you want to meet up at the shop and watch Collision? On a Saturday night. Well, I think uh, I think of it in the same way as we talk about what we do on Wednesday nights, right? Yeah. There's always the threat that we're going to play a board game. <laughs> it's the threat. Uh, it's a good way of putting right. it. Right. We tend to watch wrestling, but we have played games. we played D&D. We've done all that kind of stuff with the Travelers guys mm-hmm. uh, on Wednesday nights while we're watching TV. Um, cool. Yes, absolutely. You know what? If, if we text and decide, hey, let's come up here and watch... Uh, collision on Saturday. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, we'll come up here. We can watch it. We can play some board games while we're doing that. Play some card games, miniatures games, whatever. Because you know we are at McNarb Gaming. Thank you, Greg. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, but the the point that I was trying to get is, I'm not going to choose wrestling on a Saturday night, mm-mm. and over and doing is, something like, else. I'm in my 40s. Yeah my my going out my going out to the clubs days never really were in the yeah. first place. But even if they were, by now, they'd be done. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm... 
Last night, I went to celebrate a friend of mine's birthday. Mm-hmm. Wrestling was never on the, you know, in fact, when I looked and saw, oh, it's after seven, wrestling's on. I was like, oh, like, huh. My plans for last night, I was going to watch Collision and play some video games. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine called instead and said, hey, why don't you come over? We're going to do barbecue chicken. Uh, we can watch Collision over here and have chicken. I was like, cool. So I did that. While the show was on, yes, we watched the show, but we were still talking about other things. Um, it became background noise. It, it, at certain points, it became background noise. If anybody would have asked me, hey, you want to go out and go get dinner? You want to come over and play board games? And they weren't wrestling people. You know what? Yeah, I'm probably going to do that. Yeah. Um. It just, it's more... It's Saturday night stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, people go to movies on Saturday. And, and I may yeah. not be, I'm not exactly the demo anymore. No, right? we're, we're outside the demo. I'm, well, I am. You, you are still in the demo. Yeah. But uh, even though I joke with you about being middle-aged, you, yeah. are, you are still in the demo. I'm still uh, in the demo, but look at the people I hang out I with. Am, right. I am outside of that 18 to 40 bracket. Yeah. Um, that said, though, the people that they're trying to get, obviously, to, to watch wrestling... Most of them are in that 18 to 40 bracket. And the people that are in that 18 18 to 40. Well, even if anybody who's in that 18 to 30. Yeah, they're going to the bar. They're They're going going to to bars. They're going to dinners. They're having fun. You know, know, they're they're doing stuff. So. But, yeah, you know, Saturday night is not a great night for a weekly show. Right. For a pay-per-view premium live event, mm-hmm. absolutely. Do Saturday every time. Please stop doing Sundays. i got to work on Mondays. Um, right. <laughs> you know, but you can plan for those. I don't yep. see people skipping going out with friends to watch wrestling. Yes. So. I just don't see it. Unless, unless your friend group are wrestling fans. Yeah. And the thing is, hey, we're going to get together. We're going to dinner at somebody's house or yeah. something like that. Like sure. what we do for, you know, like when we, we, do we do for, here. you know, WrestleManias and pay-per-views kind of where we're like, hey, let's hang out. You know, we tend to get our own meals because we're up here. But, yeah. but you if know, we could bring a grill up here if we wanted to and fire right. it up. But, like, but think about your friend group, right? How many people like wrestling? How many don't? Mm-hmm. Or at least how many follow it and how many don't? Yeah. Um. Those that don't necessarily follow it, a perfect example with like uh, Sims and all of those, right? Yeah, they like it, but they don't follow. They it. They like it, but they don't follow it. So if they say, "Hey, we want to go out to dinner," and invite us, you know, invite you or me or whoever to go to dinner on Saturday night, yeah, I'm probably gonna do that. Yeah. Instead of watch Collision, I'll record Collision. I may watch it Sunday morning, and that. But that speaks to another thing that Collision needs, and AEW needs, not just Collision. They have to get some streaming deals going. Oh, for sure. And I, I fully expect that to come up soon, that they're going to announce something, but they got to get something going. Because now, at this point now, you have Dynamites on TBS, mm-hmm. Rampage and Collision are on TNT. Mm-hmm. The 
only way to watch those, unless I miss my guess, is on TBS or TNT. So if you have a cable subscription, right? If you have a cable subscription, you can, you can use watch your login to watch it on their app or right, on, right. on your computer. But I have to have a cable subscription for that, and I don't have that. Right. The majority of people at this point in in time don't, or I don't know if it's a majority, but a overwhelming a growing, minority. Let's put it that way. A growing amount of people don't have cable anymore, so. You don't, you can't watch it. Mm. You, for instance, right? Yeah. You got a Hulu subscription. I do. You can watch Raw. I do. You can watch SmackDown. I do. Not the whole things because they put up a weird cut, ver- clipped version. But... SmackDown, you get the whole version. Oh, you do? Okay. SmackDown, you get the full two hours. Raw, Raw you, get you, like... you get two out of the three hours. So they cut every, which seriously, I don't Mostly understand. They cut the trash. I but... do not understand that. Somebody either. please explain that to me. If you um, if you understand television contracts and why <laughs> the three-hour Raw gets cut down to two hours for Hulu, please explain it to me. Uh, and then I can tell you how dumb that is. Um, but the thing is, you can watch it. Yeah. You don't have to have USA. I don't. You don't and have I, to have I can a, watch a NXT. TV channel. You can watch NXT. Because it's all there on mm-hmm. Hulu. Yeah. And, and that's, to me, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they show the demographics. They show the, the ratings every week of, of AEW and Raw and Smack, you know, WWE. They show this one makes this much, this one watch this much, you know. AEW is never going to get to the viewship that WWE has until they give a better way to view it. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, those viewers are only the live broadcast on cable, Right. But that said, I want to know what percentage of people are out there saying I'm not going to get into it because I can't watch it. Yeah. If that we didn't come up here if they had like like if they had a streaming option or how many people have cable mm-hmm. but they can't watch it on an app later. Or they can't really keep up very well with the pay-per-views because not everybody's going to spend 50 bucks every couple of months to buy a pay-per-view. How many of those people are like, it's not worth the monetary investment for me? If we didn't have up here Mm -hmm. that we could come and hang out every week and watch, I wouldn't watch AEW. And I like AEW. For the Mm -hmm. most part, I have... Issues with people's booking and story sure. decisions. Everybody has their has their but, their gripes everywhere. You yeah. know, I like AEW. Yeah. If we didn't have the option to come up here Wednesday nights and watch it, I would never watch AEW. Yep. Just wouldn't happen. Exactly. So. Um. What else we got? Speaking of AEW Rampage and all of that, uh, looks like Bandito got injured during Fun. Rampage, uh, okay. broke his wrist, and is going to require surgery. Jeez. So he he sent that out. He's going for a second opinion on Monday, uh, but that's what it looks like. He's going to have to have surgery and be out for X amount of time. Wow. So, yeah. Fun stuff. Anything else we missed? Any uh, uh, any wrestling deaths? Because I, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Not that I'm aware of. Uh, Kofi Kingston says the New Day took a blood oath. 
to never break up as a faction. Interesting. Did not know that that was a thing that you could do. I, I figured you were at the uh, the whim of one Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Right. No, not Vince. Sorry, we can't break up. We took a blood oath. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you know, the official uh, AEW video game has gotten the release date. And last time I looked, it looked awful. Uh, the graphics. I'm up in the air on the graphics. The graphics don't look great. However, they have stated that they are not going for a realistic look. Okay, because it doesn't look anywhere close to realistic. It looks more arcadey. Yeah. Now, with that said, I still think the graphics could use a little bit of tweaking, but the people that are going after it saying it doesn't look as good as WWE 2K23, uh, they're not going for that same look. So I get that. That, uh, however, though, I'm just not, I'm going to wait for the game to come out. Yeah. Uh, I have heard a lot of good things about 2K23. Haven't gotten it yet. Because I do want to see what all the the statements and comments and all that kind of stuff about Fight Forever are. Yeah. Don't pre-order games, kids. Yeah. Just, just don't do that. That's, that's, that's dumb. Um, (laughs) Yeah, don't pre-order games. I, uh, I have I have stopped that, and the yeah. thing is, but the sad thing is, it's not going away. No, they're because these companies are going to continue to give pre-order bonuses, and they're going to continue to give these these fancy cosmetics or this or that or the other skins and maps and all that if you pre-order, yeah. and they're not going to offer them any other way. So you're going to have to. Well, you you could play games the way I play games. True. I I uh, I, I wait. Three four years until the game's twenty bucks and right uh, and then buy it then. then I buy it then and I'm perfectly happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that that's pretty much everything right now. All right, uh, I can't think of any other wrestling news that I can has has popped off. So I guess in that case, we can say thank you to McNarb Gaming. Yeah, thanks, thank Greg. Thanks, thanks Greg. Cameron. Thanks, Cameron. Letting us use this recording area that y'all have. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys are interested at all in any kind of pop culture gaming stuff, be that Magic or Pokemon, D&D, any other of the tabletop games, uh, Warhammer, come down to McNarb Gaming. Mm-hmm. If they don't have it in stock, which a lot of stuff they do have in stock, talk to one of the, the, the dungeon grunts. Uh, that works here, and ask them to order it for you. It yeah. may take a couple days, but they can get it in. Um, then you can have whatever you your, your little nerd heart desires. Whatever it desires. You know, if, you, if you're if you interested in learning how to play a game like Magic or D&D, those are the big ones. Pokemon. Come down to the shop. Look Warhammer. On, look on Facebook. See when uh, you know they're doing their D&D nights, which are Wednesdays, or Pokemon on Tuesdays. Yep. Uh, Magic's going on all the time. There's always somebody playing There's always somebody playing, and they would more than likely teach you how to play or at least get you put on the right path. Yeah. And a lot of these guys, you know, will loan you stuff to get you playing to help teach you the game. So come on down check them out. Yeah. While you're here, head on over to Big Dog Liquor and get yourself something to drink. It'll get you drunk. It'll get you drunk. 
yeah, he's got tons of stuff in there. He's got a lot of wine in there. He does specials on wine by the case. If you mm-hmm. if you are a wino and you drink a bunch of wine, if you drink more wine than CM Punk wines, he can help you with that discount. Yeah. Uh, that didn't quite work the way I wanted it to in my head, but sure. Um, he has uh, senior citizen discounts, military discounts, and on Wednesdays, he will let you stack those discounts. You can stack them like Roman Reigns stacked <laughs> Daniel Bryan and Edge. Oh, ah, look at that, right? <laughs> so go ahead, check out Big Dog Liquor. Tell them we sent you. Get yourself something nice to drink. Maybe a bottle of this Oak and Eden and see if you see if you feel the same way we do. Yeah. Um. After you've listened to us, after you've gone and got your drink, you've gone and got some games from next door, why don't you give our buddies at Travelers on the Omnibus a listen? Mm-hmm. They're a field trip through nerd and pop culture. They talk about movies their their favorite games. In fact, the most recent episode, I believe, was their uh, a trek through and a remembrance of the PlayStation Two uh, games and and library and and all of that good stuff. We're looking at the whiteboard that they've done for the episode that's coming out on Tuesday. Yeah, uh, it looks interesting. Just saying, not going to spoil anything for for you. Yeah, uh, but give them a listen and. Check out one of the travelers, Jody. He has his own podcast out there where he talks about his relationship with the horror genre. And that's Fearology. Uh, give that a listen. He also releases some experimental music on that. So it's pretty cool. And then you can also give our friends at Silence Your Cell Phone a, a, a go. They talk about movies in general. New movies, old movies, bingeable TV shows, that kind of stuff. They do their podcast, available where all podcasts are located. And they actually have a live show on YouTube as well. So... Check them out. Check them out. With all of that being said, I think it's time that we go home. We're going to enjoy the rest of our Sunday afternoon, and we are going to enjoy and celebrate Juneteenth tomorrow. Yes. Cheers. Cheers.